This is the Small Moves Podcast with your host, Jason Hertzberger, episode 65, Killing Time by Using Your Brain. Contradictory in terms? Let's find out. You're listening to the Small Moves Podcast. Small steps for big progress. With your host, Jason Hertzberger. Your next step starts now. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to the Small Moves Podcast, small steps for big progress. Let's prepare to ignite. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show this time around. I'm your host, Jason Hertzberger. Today's topic area that we're going to be hitting is hobbies. And and for the last couple of months, whenever I've touched on this topic, I've been talking about either ways to find time for hobbies or ideas for specific hobbies, but I want to talk about something a little bit different today, and that is why I sort of choose the types of hobbies that I choose and why I'm a big fan of certain types versus others and sort of the reasoning behind that. As, I may, as I've mentioned a couple of times on the show in the past, my mom had Alzheimer's and passed away a few years back. And that was my first real exposure to that delightful disease. And it sort of it's, has changed my perspective a lot about the types of things that I like to do when I'm sort of killing time. And I mean, that might sound somewhat trivial considering the topic area, but it really did get me thinking. And it's like, what is it that I'm doing that is actively trying to work on that wonderful area that we know as neural plasticity? Like, what are the things that I'm doing with the free time that I have that's not dedicated to specific work that may or may not do that wonderful thing? Um what are the things that I'm doing with my time that sort of expand my knowledge, expand my mental abilities. And I really started thinking about a lot of different things. You know, I was meditating quite a bit at that point in my life, not as much anymore, but I do still do so several times a week. And I got to thinking is like, is that something that you could qualify as a hobby? And in my opinion, I'm going to say no to that. That is a, it's a wonderful habit to have, but not not necessarily an actual hobby. A hobby I'm viewing more as something that is of interest to you, that you want to actively do, that you want to actively practice and get better at. I guess from that perspective, you know, meditation could sort of fall into that bucket. But I view I view hobbies something more along the lines of, you know, learning is like learning to cook, reading books, writing books, or whatever it is that you choose to write. You know, taking up taking up certain exercises or certain sports or whether it be joining team joining teams or you know, whittling away in your wood shop or whatever it be. I, I, I view hobbies more of a combination of a physical and mental interest. So the things that I like to do myself that sort of fall into this category is to read pretty much relentlessly. I mean, that's something that I make it a point to do every day, whether it's a book, whether it's articles online, but I I have something of a different twist on it. And this is something that's sort of set in over, like I mentioned, the last few years. 
is to go out of the way every day to read something that I either know absolutely nothing about or that I completely disagree with. Now, that can fall into the category of politics, which for me, it very, very much often does, where I'll sort of come up with the sort of topic of the day. I obviously have my own opinions. I'm a pretty open-minded guy, but I do have my own specific opinions on certain things. I go out of the way to find sources that oppose my opinion and just sort of read them and take them in and try to understand them and argue with them in my head and whatever it is. And it, it, it's something that really does sort of help me sort of sharpen my perspective and that that can have one of two results. Either my mind is changed because I'm open to changing my mind on some pretty significant issues in my life, or it could strengthen my ability to defend my position when I get into a point of conversation with somebody that, disagree, that I disagree with. I think that's something that is sorely lacking in today's, you know, especially political conversation, but in most conversations where we don't really understand the perspective of the person that we're arguing with, we just sort of view our perspective as being the valid one because it's the one that we think about the most because it's our thought in the first place. You know, I just find that to be pretty damaging because you can't really understand someone's perspective if you're not open to listening to it. So I go out of my way to listen to both podcasts and read sources of information that I know differ from my perspective and just sort of sharpen my own arguments. And that does have a tendency to leak over into real life when I am having conversations with people, not necessarily making me able to better them, but it, it leads to more rich conversations because I actually have an idea of the perspective of the people that I'm talking to because I read similar sources of information as they do, even though I disagree necessarily in some cases disagree with their perspective. That's something that's been incredibly helpful and really just sort of does expand my mind a bit. Something else that I think is a great hobby is cooking. There's a lot of different reasons to do so. Like whether it be cooking at home or cooking with family or whatever, you know, it's great family time if you involve your people, your family in the process of cooking. But also, you know, it's a lot healthier. Everybody knows this. I'm talking, I'm preaching to the choir here. I understand. But the process of cooking, it's not just great family time. It's not just healthier for you. It's also something of a science and an art. Like there's a way to do so and there's a way to learn to do so where you're really expanding your horizons with regards to chemistry a lot of baking is almost exclusively chemistry and cooking itself can be that as well but also the art of it when we're dealing with different colors and different textures and different temperatures that process is a learning activity, learning how to make colors and textures and temperatures and the chemistry of baking and in some cases cooking like that, that process is enlightening and it's a practice and it's something that you need to work on. And oh, by the way, you can get some amazing benefits, both health and social socially out of doing so like there's. Not a there's not a party in the world that doesn't welcome somebody that actually knows what the hell they're doing in the kitchen to the house for the party, because generally speaking, they bring stuff that's absolutely amazing compared to what you generally 
see at most sort of potlucks where people sort of just throw throw in their cart something at the grocery store and then bring it over to the party. Like that's something that is it always triggers conversation. It's like, oh, what is like what did you make? How did you make that? What's you know, what ingredients did you use? What what process did you use? Did you new did you use that new sous vide device that you keep bragging about or whatever it is? It's just a really interesting hobby in my opinion because it's got so many different benefits across so many different areas of life there's social there's family there's health there's relationships there there's chemistry there's science behind it there's artistic self-expression involved in it i mean this there's not much it, there's not many areas of life that learning to cook, the process of learning to cook and then actively cooking on a regular basis, there's not many areas of life that don't get better by you learning this trade and taking up this hobby. You get to express yourself artistically. That might sound a little strange if, if all you've got on the mind is fried chicken and mashed potatoes, but you can make the best goddamn mashed potatoes on the planet if you actually sit there and think about it and experiment and do different things with it. It might sound like something simple, but everybody knows that one you know, descendants of your family that has just the most amazing, you know, mashed potato recipe or fried chicken recipe or pasta sauce recipe or whatever it is. And it's just this absolute piece of art or magnificence that you don't understand how they make happen. The process of learning to cook can actually help you understand that. And also, God forbid, come up with some of these ideas on your own. Now, another area that I like to touch on that I mentioned earlier is a spinoff of what I mentioned earlier about reading is learning to write. And we all have some variation of writing skill if you have attended or graduated high school or any level of schooling in the U.S. or abroad, you know how to write. You might not write well. You might not write interesting stuff, at least not yet. But the process of picking up a pen or grabbing the keyboard and just coming up with a storyline, fiction or nonfiction, is a real exercise for the brain, especially if you're not used to doing it on a regular basis. Conversely, if you've been doing it for a while, if you're used to the process of writing, continuing to do so after an extended period of time is even that much more of an exercise for your brain because you're not just working with old material that you've had in your head. You have to go out and read and learn and listen. You have to learn and come up with some sort of creativity, some sort of creative way to have new material to keep going to the well for. You have to find new knowledge. You have to learn. You have to use your brain to actually acquire different experiences in order so that you can write in an interesting way. So I like using the process of writing, not necessarily for simply expressing my own story, but also finding a way to express the lens through which I see the world. And I think that that's a really great way to start writing. It was actually a very great, very good way for me to start writing. But also, I think it's just a great technique for 
coming up with material. The hardest thing that a lot of people think about when it comes to starting the process of writing is how to, oh my God, what do I write about? Is my writing going to suck? I have to admit to you that yes, your writing is probably going to suck. My writing sucks, but it's a way for us to start sort of honing our own perspective on the things that are going on around us or the things that are going on inside of our heads in the in terms of fiction and what are what's going on around us in the way of sort of nonfiction it look at it not necessarily as oh my god i there's no way that i have time to write a book or start a blog or make sure that i'm doing this regularly the bottom line is learn to put your thoughts on paper whatever those thoughts are And if you choose to do that by starting a blog or just keeping a journal or whatever your chosen avenue for that is, I would challenge you to start writing whatever it is that you are thinking about every day. There's something that's in there. There's something that's in your head that you're thinking about every day, whether it's work related or whether it's, you know, a story or you know, what to do on the upcoming holidays or whatever it is, just start writing it down and see where that takes you. See if that gets you more comfortable with the process of writing. Cause I really think that that's one of the best ways to really sort of challenge your brain. Another one, which I have tried myself to take up, but I haven't really been able to find the time is to learn and play, learn to play a musical instrument. I mean, people always talk about the benefits of learning to play a musical instrument, but not a lot of people talk harp one sort of the brain benefits of doing so. It's a really great way to learn new brain to body skills, new mu- develop new muscle memory, develop new things to do with your hands or with your lungs or whatever type of instrument you choose, whatever category it falls into. I seems like I've been trying to learn to play the ukulele, which is arguably the easiest instrument in the world to learn to play, and I'm still struggling. I am not musical, but I'm still trying. And that's something that is really having an interesting effect with regards to hand-eye coordination, you know, not not to mention it's forcing me to learn how to read music, which is something I absolutely never had any success in doing when I was in school, whether it be in music class or otherwise, I just, I, I cannot read music. I came into the process of, of learning to play the ukulele. I could not read music by any stretch of the imagination. And now ever so slightly, slight, small bits of improvements here and there, I'm getting better at it. And that's something that's a skill that I can say that I have or that I'm developing now that wasn't there before you know, all the while, you know, still raising kids, still having a job, still having a wife, still taking care of the house. You know, I now have another, yet another skill, albeit a novice one that I didn't have before. And that's sort of the purpose behind a lot of these hobbies is to just constantly try to figure out something new to do with yourself. I could go on. There's a lot of different examples that are out there learning a new language, something else that I've been experimenting with through both Spanish and Esperanto. Those are things that I'm playing with right now. The, the picking up the hobby of just learning to travel more. And when I refer to traveling with regards to a hobby, as opposed to just say going on vacation, 
is trying to extend those trips out either longer or make it a point to actively travel somewhere reachable every time it's available to you, whether if you're on a nine to five or you work regular hours during the week, every weekend, go somewhere, hop in the car and go somewhere that you're not familiar with and just learn new terrain, talk to new people. There's a lot of, there's a lot of detail that I can go into with this one, but it's relatively self-evident. So I'll just go ahead and let that one go. And I'll wrap up this episode right now. I don't want to continue to harp on the same things because, frankly, a lot of the examples that I've been bringing up have a lot of the same benefits with regards to neuroplasticity, artistic self-expression, just constantly learning new skills that you can apply to other areas of your life. I mean, there's benefit after benefit after benefit. So pick a hobby that is challenging but easy to start. Something that you can see would be a major accomplishment if you ended up getting good at it, but assume that you're not going to be good at it early on. And just know that ahead of time. It makes the process of learning it a whole lot easier. I'll go ahead and leave it at that. Really quick before you guys go, if you wouldn't mind hopping over to the community Facebook page at smallmoves.co forward slash community, that'll take you to the community Facebook page. Go ahead and leave a comment about this episode and let me know what you thought. Also, please go ahead and subscribe to the show. We've got some really great interviews coming up with some good friends of mine that I really enjoy, that I really enjoy chatting with. They're going to be coming up in the next month. So go ahead and subscribe. And if you have Apple Podcasts or listening on iTunes, go ahead and leave a review for the show. That really helps me out with new listeners finding the show. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the show, and I will talk to you next time around. You got this. Got this.